Uh, one thing that someone told me is there's no right decision or wrong decision. You take the decision and then make it right. Mm. So I think uh, that's what I would want to tell people and tell myself. It's okay to make a mistake. Just take the plunge, figure it out. If it doesn't work, it's okay. Yeah. You may not be able to come back, but you'll there'll be another fork eventually. Right. Maybe that'll work out for you. That was Danish Suhail. He's the co-founder and CMO of Playo. Now I'm sure most of you are already aware of what this app Playo is. If not, you definitely need to go and check it out because it's truly a game changer when it comes to sports. Uh, we talk about a lot of things in this episode. Uh, we go into details about how and what it takes to kickstart a tech startup from the ground up. Uh, the sort of sacrifices you have to make and how you always have to be nimble and on your toes to keep things going. Uh, there are bits where we talk about how education and the right kind of college goes a long way. Uh, and spoiler alert, it's not the course that matters the most. We eventually also go into how a person in the startup uh, world can make some time uh, to ensure the right kind of work-life balance and uh, also ensuring that there are no burnout scenes. There is truly a lot of value to be gained from Danish. I mean, look at the guy. He's just so calm and poised and composed through the entire conversation. Um, for anyone who's keen to understanding what uh, it takes to bootstrap a company and uh, building something from nothing, this is definitely the episode for you. Uh, but yeah, before we get into the episode, a couple of things I'd like to ask of you, just as always, some housekeeping, if you will. If you are liking the show so far, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you could subscribe to our channel and drop us a like and a comment. Uh, and if in case you're listening to us over any of these audio channels, then I would really appreciate it if you can follow or subscribe there too. Uh, yeah, now without further ado, let's get right into it. This is Danish Sunil. Yeah, where do you want to start? You know, starting up, I think uh, that's been the biggest thing that's happened. Uh, if, if anyone's asked me the craziest thing or the biggest thing that's happened to you, it's starting up. Mm. But, um, you know, it's, I think, it eventually boils down to why you started up, mm. whether even I should have started up. You know, those are questions that even after six years of starting up, still come back, right? Yeah, yeah. Did I, you know, take the wrong, wrong route a little too early or, or should I, was it a good thing that I did it that early? Um, yeah, I think, uh, but in hindsight, I would still think that I'm glad that I did it. Mm. I don't mind if I have to waste another three more years and I fail. Mm. It's okay. Mm. You know, I've, um, people will tell, tell me that you've invested a lot of time. Uh, you haven't earned money, so I've invested money also. Right. And also um, sort of put in an initial investment and, uh, and lost the prime years, right? <laughs> I, I, but what are you saying? What do you mean by lost your prime years? Come on. Like, dude, I, 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 I didn't have money to do anything. So, um, in fact, um, so here's how I would travel. I love traveling. I love uh, riding my bike around. Uh, my bike broke down and I couldn't uh, get it fixed for two years. So, wow. I would just uh, once in a while take my friend's bike out and, you know, get yeah. my urge uh, <laughs> fixed. But my other hacks to traveling was I volunteered as a guide for a trekking company. 
Okay. So I would uh, take a bunch of people, uh, techies who uh, just wanted to uh, the weekend warriors as we used to call them. <laughs> you know, uh, take them out to a hill uh, close by. It would either be Gokarna, Wayanad, um, n- not within within the city. So it would we'd leave on Friday night, come mm-hmm. back on sa- Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, do this at least two weekends a month, right? So. Okay. Uh, not only did I get get to do this for free, I also got paid. Like, oh, which was, right. Yeah. Uh, and this was uh, about three years into my startup journey, right? So okay. Playo is already established, and people didn't think that the founder of Playo would guide would be the <laughs> trek guide. Uh, not that Playo is big or I'm uh, yeah. too big, but uh, people were pleasantly surprised that the founder of Playo is here with us. Uh, that was great, and uh, I I not a natural swimmer. I still don't know to swim too well, but scuba diving always fascinated me. Through uh, this company, the trekking company, I got to do my first dive too. And that's when I did for free, got paid for it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Give me more of this. Unfortunately, the company shut down. Uh, but what it, I mean, it, uh, you know, I, I uh, figured that I love scuba diving and need to do more of it. Mm. And um, so wherever I can, wherever, you know, I've just done about seven dives so far, but mm. it's been uh, my travel destinations have to be close to the water so that right. I can dive. Right. So that's been... Is this uh, in Andaman? No, uh, we went to Gokarna. Okay. Uh, close to Gokarna, Murdeshwar. Murdeshwar, yeah. Uh, Netrani Islands. Okay. So that's where we dived. And post which, um, I went to Thailand. Okay. Again, not a paid trip. Uh, the government of Thailand was hosting a tech conference, a startup conference for uh, the people of Thailand. And they wanted someone to talk about sports, a sports business. Right. And they got in touch with us and they asked me if, you know, I can come there and give a talk. I yeah. said, okay. Yeah. And Do you have scuba gear? <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and I went there and um, so luckily my accommodation and the flights were taken care of. So I was yeah. like, okay, it was a yeah. relief. So my plan was go there, talk and come back. And then I realized they're also paying me to come there. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm diving. <laughs> yeah. So, so I took that money, spent a week in Thailand. Um, through because of the money they gave me and uh, that that was the only way I used to travel and this is what I've been doing for the past five years and uh, recently I think with some very a trickle of money coming in yeah I'm doing a bit more okay so uh, but 2020 is come and we can't really <laughs> travel anymore so yeah. it's okay yeah, yeah. Uh, that's quite interesting I mean scuba diving uh, if I'm not wrong there's this uh, you're from Fabs right, right so right. Is, isn't Karan do you know Karan uh, who is into scuba diving and no, no okay no. I mean this is just completely off the record sure, but sure. yeah no uh, so I'm not a big time scuba I, I'm not part of the community how do you even get into that I mean you were going to all um, these treks yes, and all so that so I right? was I was a guide right so yeah. all I had to do was uh, take them to the spot get them introduced to the divers and uh, you know, get the people who are with me to dive. Mm. So the divers were like, since you've brought in 30 people, we'll push in a free slot. So I'm like, right. okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm free. So yeah. that worked well for me. And uh, post which I don't mind spending on scuba diving anymore. Right. Uh, I, I don't have a certification really. It's been the discover scuba dives, mm. but it's been great. I would right. love to go back. It's a different world out there. Yeah. And every time you, you, we usually do two dives in the same spot. The second dive, you go back to the same spot and you see something different all the mm. time, right? So it's amazing. It's like you're, you know, going back to a forest. Exactly. Uh, right? I mean, yeah. you go back time and again, hoping True. to... I mean, when you go in there with that, 
you know that eagerness mm-hmm. um or the hope to see a, an animal you see nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean we know that but then you just drive by and then you're just like wow i didn't expect like a herd <laughs> of elephants to be walking exactly right yeah. yeah so actually coming back to how you guys started up so basically this goes to show that you had bootstrapped the entire you yes. know the company and it was the four of you who decided you know what um it was it wasn't four okay uh, so it was four of us from college who got in uh, figure that we'll start something together mm-hmm. and we were called game bag before playo okay um, okay because you know bag of games so something okay <laughs> but then we figured people uh, called it game bank game okay. back <laughs> game back so we figured okay the phonetics are not right let's um, get rid of it eventually right Uh, 6 months into our journey uh, we were struggling quite mm. a bit mm. and uh, but we were out there meeting people all the time and at a similar uh, startup uh, weekend conference uh, we met our fifth co-founder okay. who was working who was a, actually a competitor okay. and uh, that was called playo okay. and we were called gamebag uh, oh, he okay. was um, this guy who um, you know comes with a ton of experience and mm. i am imb alumni Mm. So he knows his uh, stuff um yeah. and could definitely lead a team right. but he didn't have a team okay so okay. we were the team he was the leader great marriage so perfect we, f- we figured that let's let's do it together right so um that was back in 2014 yeah and since then we've stuck we haven't uh, no one's left the team yeah. um it hasn't been seamless it won't ever be it, seamless but uh, it's been great right uh, we've right. understood we people have we've had our uh, moments it's been a roller coaster i've been down my co-founders have been down if you know just pull them up yeah um so that's been great so far yeah yeah, yeah. uh so we haven't had uh, too many entrepreneurs on our show yet okay uh so you're like the first oh. uh <laughs> let's say uh prime entrepreneur if you want to call it that okay right so uh let's actually uh dive into a little more of that i mean mm-hmm. how did you guys go about uh you know bootstrapping this in terms of sure. uh, i think you guys were 2 years out of college 2 years out of college yeah right. 23 okay uh, the other 23 i was 22 okay um and uh, yeah so what so what happened was finding the right people right mm. so it wasn't about finding the most talented people mm. it was about finding people who you can work with right so Uh, there were people who were better at tech or better at marketing or what not but we figured the four of us are you know is a group that might be able to pull this off mm. that's the next thing was ideas um we you know pulled out ideas like a, a taxi aggregator so there were back in 2014 there was miru taxi for sure and yeah. all this and you had to call them up and so why not have a hotline to just get a cab it yeah. doesn't matter which cab yeah. we'll give you the price you can decide Uh, then we went on to Zomato for photographers, and you know a ton of uh, right. um, ideas came by. But you know we we didn't really um, feel so much for those ideas, and also the market didn't seem like um, something like this can work, mm. or it might still. Uh, but we Who just knows, didn't yeah. do enough yeah. back then, and we 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 are, we are okay with that. Mm. Um, I think um, eventually we were kind of slowing down. You know okay. the ideas were reducing, the energy was. coming down and this is uh, once you guys were out of college we were yeah we were out of college okay. yeah two years out of college okay. uh, we were colleagues in cisco um, okay. so we would meet each other here and there but weekends we were we were always together okay uh, but um, you know this is the ideation kind of started off because i i had written my uh, gre 
Okay. I was um, <laughs> looking to head out. Right. I got a few admits. Right. Uh, just didn't feel right because I was just doing it because everyone's doing it, not yeah. because um, and I wanted to do it. And if you really know what you want to do, Great. and if you figure it out, definitely do it. Yeah. Because an education not only helps helps with. Um, you know the theory and uh, the expertise but you get to meet a lot of people right so right. more than I, i'd love to i if anyone's picking a college pick a good college rather than um the course because my engineering i i'm glad i picked that college because there's not nothing much from the education that i've brought to the, to the company yeah. but the people have really uh, right. you know, come forward and stuck together right yeah and and i think that's always been a uh, uh things that people who have graduated talk about especially mm-hmm. post grads mba grads who talk about you know all of this can be found online right. you you know or you can probably learn on the job true true right but you don't get to network the way you mm-hmm. would you don't get to meet the right kind of people maybe right. like minded too maybe unlike minded a lot yeah. of different kind of folks across the board and then you say I had this idea but then there's another person who thinks on my wavelength but has a very mm. different sort of idea and then you know just brainstorming itself can lead to a lot of things who knows exactly yeah, yeah. so I think that that those connections mm-hmm. I have seen at least most of these companies kind of benefiting out of these right from inception to you know whatever it is right, right. uh so yeah absolutely I I completely concur I think it's those uh, connections the right sort of people you meet and uh, you pick a college for that for the community more than anything else yeah yeah right uh so yeah so yeah back to this so you guys are out two years how did the whole bootstrapping thing go um so we we we, also, we still had our jobs mm. um for so for I think uh, once we got the idea it was in Feb March I think mm. we we stuck with the company for a good 4-5 uh, months and we saved up a bit okay uh, was that with the intention that you're going to be pumping it into this or was it just saving it's just saving it was okay. regular we didn't have a ton of money we okay. just had enough to maybe um you know keep us afloat for another 6 months a year mm. with you know being super frugal yeah, about uh, yeah. spending right and and are you talking about personal expenses or the company expenses there were no company expenses because uh, the tech guys were co-founders so we weren't okay. paying them right. uh, we karthik and i we were on the road meeting uh, uh, businesses sports venues mm. uh, which was our uh, our main uh, you know uh, people where we could earn money from yeah so we were out there so we weren't really spending on ourselves or the company the few expenditures were setting up the company mm. you know registering the company we had no clue what llc and private limited meant yeah i and, still don't know yeah. <laughs> all the have incorporated but our ca just told us do it we did it yeah you won't believe uh, i had reached out to kartik okay uh, when i was incorporating my company this was more than a year ago mm-hmm. and he had uh, directed me to a ca okay. because he's like dude i have no idea <laughs> you talk to him because he did a fine job then right. so talk to him and you get back to did, me did you speak to nasim uh, yeah i did oh, yes okay, okay. yes i did uh, but i think i was also uh, in talks with a couple of people sure sure and then yeah we we pick someone and you know how it is yeah right. so yeah i like i said i still don't know the nuances but Yeah. You know, I let's just go. Yeah, out. that's why you know you basically partner with CAs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Um so yeah, so the CA helped us out and still helps me out with <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? <laughs> which I don't understand. <laughs> Clearly there's a lot. Yeah. Uh so post which I think uh 6 months we so bootstrapping we thought is just putting in our money in, yeah. but the definition of bootstrapping meant the money that 
your clients or the money that is coming into the company also can fund your company exactly, right? right um so that helped us we didn't really have too many customers we just had two paying customers but we were okay but mm. i think uh, we were maybe not on the right path we we figured we had launched a website um wasn't doing great uh, we didn't know how to launch i want i loved marketing because uh, i thought it's you know just creativity mm. uh, it's not a, i i forgot about the fact that you need to also send this creativity out it's not <laughs> just about coming up with great ideas right yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's easy to come up with yeah, ideas. Yeah, but how do you get it out to the right people? Yeah. So struggled a lot with that. Yeah. And then we met Gaurav. I think um, we kind of found our um, you know uh, path, and we we still falter. But but it's um, I think we even Gaurav was struggling. We were struggling. But when we got together, um, he brought in some money, mm. which definitely helped. Mm. Uh, we could do things faster. We could. Uh, acquire users faster run some campaigns online right uh, that kind of got us our initial user base but we decided that we are going to grow slow mm. we didn't know we knew that we didn't have the perfect product because mm. nobody had done this before right uh, so we figured let's not be too greedy let's not spread ourselves too thin let's start with you know five customers mm. let's get it get it right for them Mm. and then let's do it only in bangalore mm. nowhere else and uh, whereas we had a few competitors back then who had about 20 uh, venues signed up and uh, we kind of figured that the app can't be just a booking app it's got to be a lot more it's it's not about a convenience it's a community that needs to interact with each other mm. which is why we brought in the friend finder where in fact that was always part of the plan but we kind of pushed it further up uh so the booking and the friend finder started working really well mm. we had to get a credible mask going so that people can actually find other people and uh, sometimes we would go out and play so if someone's not found a partner yeah. we would send a request and we would just go out wow. and play right? so we wanted to ensure that the f- person had a good experience right. um but uh w- what's happened is we've we met a lot of players who were really good at the sport yeah and they didn't have a good game because we weren't great at it mm. right so right. that's when we figured skill is a big uh, yeah. factor here yeah. and that's when so right now people um love the fact that the skill on playo has uh, kind of correlates to what uh, they actually play like because let's say we've both uh, played badminton together and uh, i've uh, rated myself as a professional but you've been super humble and yeah. you've rated yourself an amateur after a game we get to rate each other and eventually the ratings balance out right. so that's been uh, working well for us and right. um, post which i think because nothing like this had happened before okay. and uh, there were a lot of people who are who wanted to play but didn't know where to start mm. uh, word of mouth became became a big part of our marketing uh, journey and that's so initially we hardly spent on marketing very very little to get that initial user base then it's been word of mouth mm. and we just grew to about 25000 users in the first year which is a super super slow growth compared to the startups out there right. and this was back in 2014 2015 which if you built a chair with an extra cushion you would get funded mm. right so <laughs> yeah just because it had memory foam yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so we, we in that stage where you were people were comparing us success was being compared to how much money you raised mm. rather than how many users or the retention mm. uh we figure that we'll do our own thing and we need to survive the long run rather than you know just blow up yeah. in a, in a year yeah and uh, we have i guess uh, so far yeah. it's it's been great um 
Yeah, so that's where that's how I think I think close to a year and a half we were with our own money bootstrapped and post which we got an angel mm. who put in some money who mm. um, was a contact. Mm. Um, yeah, that's how we started. That's awesome, man. Uh, so uh, when you say that you guys uh, uh, actually, yeah, we need to get into some of those details, which we'll probably we'll probably do. Uh, but what I'd like you to maybe talk to our viewers and listeners, uh, or even to me, because I'm not entirely aware of the app sure. as well, right? What what exactly is Playo? So Playo, uh, the mission statement of Playo is uh, adults used to play. I mean, as kids, we used to play a lot. It was uh, the only exercise we needed and we got. Mm. Uh, but post college, once you start working, you just stop. It's not that the urge is out, uh, you don't want to play anymore, but you just can't or you didn't, you don't anymore. Right. So we've narrowed it down to five problems. Okay. Uh, the first problem is you don't know where to play. Hmm. Uh, public uh, places in Bangalore are either made into parks <laughs> right. or there are 100 people playing cricket. Right. Right? right. So where do I go play a game of football? Where do I? And there are a ton of uh, venues that are available and are you know, giving you the service, but people don't know about these places. Hmm. And then there are these venues like, let's say, the Indranagar Club, Kormangra Club, which the mem- you, you hardly get a membership there. Right. It's hard to get one and it's expensive. Hmm. And for a city like Bangalore, where it's a, it's a floating crowd, you don't know where your friends live. They, they, you don't know if they'll be there a year later. So you, it's hard. The second problem is who do I play with, mm. right? Uh, the third problem is um, I want to. Maybe I don't know too much about the sport. Mm. Like let's say I want to start playing squash, tennis. Where do I start? Uh, what are the rules? Yeah. Um, the fourth thing is equipment, right? I need to buy cleats. Uh, what cleats are great for astroturf? Uh, what racket should I buy as a beginner? Uh, should I make an investment of 4K, 5K on a racket, shoes, do I need all of this? So that's another problem. And fifth problem is uh, fitness and injuries. Uh, people um, sort of stop, their sports career stops because of an injury and because they're not fit anymore. So we figured we'll start solving these problems one by one. Uh, uh, another problem that we couldn't control was time. When okay. we went out, did our market research, people were like, um, why don't you play anymore? It's because we don't have time. Uh, so we figured uh, people have time post working hours, which um, either you need floodlights or whatnot. And people didn't know that these places had floodlights, and you, it's an indoor space, or you know, it's a great place where you can't get in. You the chances of you getting injured are lesser. Mm. So uh, we just had to make sure they heard about us and heard about the services these uh, amazing venues are providing. Right. And uh, yeah, people. Uh, you know, just jumped on yeah. and uh, it's been working well. So have you guys always thought about going down this whole aggregating route mm-hmm. itself? Or did you guys think about doing something of your own? To, because you can solve those problems with, yeah. you know, with your own infrastructure. Exactly. But it, of course, that has its own challenges, its own CAs. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Was that the plan all along? Um, so super tempting sports because it's not a... Uh, structured industry yet, uh, mm. apart from cricket, mm. uh, sports equipment, sports apparel, sports uh, um, venues, um, e-commerce for sports, a ton of things that uh, were very tempting and it seemed easy. Mm. But we realized if it seems easy, that means you don't know enough about the business, right? Um, so that's when um, we decided that we're a tech company. 
we are not a sports company mm. uh, our expertise is tech so let's solve any problem related to sports or a person getting onto the field using tech so aggregation made the best sense um and uh, people were on social media they were not averse to meeting people meeting strangers and this was in a public place so we figured that uh, tech is solving this problem so let's just stick to tech mm. and we've been in fact some some investors who've come on uh, not come on i mean who we've had talks with kind of also pushed the idea of why don't you build your own uh, venues mm. right uh, can it be the oyo model can you just take up the venue uh, refurbish it right. and make it a play venue right uh, but we haven't gone that way i don't think we'll go that way we'd mm. uh, rather be an aggregator we don't want to be a competitor to any of our existing venues mm. yeah. okay that's that's interesting because uh with let's say huge goals mm-hmm. right people tend to you know go down the latter route which we right. you know which even with my business right there's a lot of food um let's say uh, issues that can be solved if you mm-hmm. have your own kitchen right and especially because we are kind of catering to corporates right. uh there isn't a prime let's say uh, a middle man or a, a player or an aggregator in the market that can do this for this industry one mm-hmm. but at the same time you're kind of losing uh, your say right you don't have enough control because you're not it's not your own infrastructure exactly right yeah. but like you said it comes with its own challenges and it has its own you know yeah. uh, it's in which which you don't want to really get involved with <laughs> yeah So uh actually one, another question i had was uh, you you guys said you tried all these other ideas mm-hmm. at what point did you uh say that you know these ideas are just not for us or what or define trying i mean how did you go about trying these things it was especially with a job right in hand, right how did you guys go about doing that uh to be honest uh, i wouldn't call it trying if uh in hindsight because we hardly did anything like, okay. so we uh, we uh, googled a few things we checked out the kind of keywords uh, the keyword um, you know the traffic on these keywords uh, if i think one thing that uh, gave it a yes or a no was has someone done it before or not mm. and if someone's done it uh, where are they at if they failed so that means it's going to be a big we didn't really look at it from an opportunity uh, standpoint that um because they failed we can uh, you know maybe some, do something better right but um, we just um, gave up we mm. we figured that you know we shouldn't because someone else has failed maybe even we can't okay um second thing is if someone's done it already we figure that okay these guys have a first moves advantage so mm. let's not go into it so it was a very um, amateur you know market research that we did right maybe other ideas could have worked may not have worked but um, i love that we've picked an idea that um we also love the industry that we love sports in general i think uh, sticks with us uh, has stuck with me personally uh, dad's been a footballer so um you know I, i'm glad that we stuck with playo right yeah. awesome uh yeah one thing that you know on on the same note uh i think something that really sets people apart is when you really roll with the punches right you kind mm. of no matter what has happened and what your current situation is you are open to challenges or you're open to whatever it is right i i can't confidently say that you know what my business is going to do so well at you know at so and so point or personally i might be in a good space who knows but right. you know probably are always ready to handle it 
as you go through it so right. i think that's a very uh, i i've seen I at least people who have made it or who who are really kicking ass every day right. who are doing so well mm-hmm. uh, because they have zero expectations and they also know how to kind exactly. of you know yeah. work around anything that comes their way true true yeah and and that has nothing to do with just entrepreneurship it's with anything, anything right yeah right i mean i've seen that even with um uh you know sports like for instance with football i remember there's this whole <laughs> so i i played at national level right so at at one point i remember i think when when i was 16 or 15 uh you you'd watch all these videos of these players right. like do, making <laughs> these moves and i remember going to the field it's it's one of these uh you know uh, layout fields mm-hmm. right one of these open grounds right. and um, all these guys would uh, you know either talk about what this guy did uh, <laughs> and did he see that video and the next second you know that's the only thing they're trying on the field <laughs> and that's that just doesn't work right. and um, you can probably get into the mindset by watching some of these videos but exactly execution is basically while you're on your toes you basically do it do right it. as and when things come up you kind of adapt and True. you know so at one point i remember after i started playing for this club uh, i decided i'm I'm not going in with any you know sort of mindset mm-hmm. in terms of I'm going to be winging it this way I'm going to be you know attacking none of that I realize it's just you know uh, adapting uh, yeah it's just about ab- adapting and uh, it'll set you up for failure if you go in there with a notion right and True. like you have a plan you say so both of us are going to you know collaborate yeah. this way yeah. <laughs> you're going to do this and next thing you know that guy's injured right. and like damn you know <laughs> no it's idea. in the poop and all the plan so I feel all of these things it irrelevant of where you are at or what walk of life you're part of right it doesn't matter right the trial just about really keeping What's up coming? are you a single uh, co-founder founder yeah yeah oh, how are you doing it i, dude, I don't know dude, yeah, it's don't because, even like i can't even go there so, i uh, yeah there obviously weird times right. but uh, luckily i have my wife who i talk to about pretty That's much great. anything yeah. and everything uh, but I remember at one point when I was part of this MNC my previous company um I heard a lot of people talking about you know you need to find the right people mm-hmm. I mean which is still true but doesn't mean you wait or you you know stick around and say you know what I just got to wait for that right person and you know I don't do anything no that like you said you guys found a fifth you know yeah. co-founder because of happenstance and because you guys are working towards something exactly mm-hmm. so who knows i'm still you know it's about a year and a half before, you know since we kind of got started but uh, who knows That's but yeah of course dude there are just days i wake up and uh, at least i'd say till this whole covid situation i was like you know what i'm just going to kick ass i'm going to do this <laughs> it's fine i wake up you know with a fresh mindset it's all good uh you know i lose orders gain orders it doesn't matter i've been very stoic to a good extent mm-hmm. but when covid has kicked some real <laughs> yeah it's just kicked some real ass dude i i i can't uh stress on how much our food industry has been disrupted and um, but uh, like i was telling you prior to uh, you know uh, this shoot uh, i was talking to karthik and he told me the same thing you know just yeah. like relax and uh, there's no reason to fight an uphill battle exactly there's no you know yeah. it's not just you it's pretty much everyone around you right and i was talking to this person the guest yesterday and we were talking about how job security was one thing before covid now job security is like a very different altogether exactly. different meaning yeah, yeah, yeah. right this just being part of an mnc doesn't assure you a job right and True. this is 
you know actually proven that but uh, yeah dude i mean yeah. you know the <laughs> worries and all these things that come with this job why i brought that up was um, you know you said uh, rolling with the punches it hasn't been easy right, right. i've been knocked down at times <laughs> if not for the other uh, co-founders i don't think uh, i would have been up here right so um, i have immense respect for people who are doing it alone i'm glad that you Thank are you. Uh, <laughs> talking to your wife but yeah. so me um, i'd love to talk to my parents about you know what's happening but they gave me the confidence to go ahead with so it, it wasn't like my parents were like super against me starting up they said okay yeah. experiment so that's great which is awesome yeah, yeah. uh but then i still wanted to shield them from what's happening i mean because i don't know this is how i'm feeling today and uh, i might feel differently a week later uh and maybe it's a bad thing that i didn't share as much and i still don't yeah. so i've just shielded them and it has been um, super easy on the personal front right mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i've got to go home with a mask on think mm-hmm. that everything's fine and yeah. you know all hunky glory yeah so uh that hasn't been easy but uh, i think at least i can be real with my friends who are my co-founders too right so that's that's been a blessing for sure right yeah, yeah. i uh, you know i'd love to have someone i can talk to about all these things to be very honest but it is what it is man mm. it, you can't really you know uh, you just right. roll to the punches <laughs> yeah uh, but but one thing that's happened is um, i think um, after a couple of hours of hanging out together things come back to play mm. which is what we want to stop like okay. even okay. In personal time is personal time yeah. we talk about life and but yeah. life has become playo so yeah. we come come down to uh, so what do you think about this idea that we discussed and right. uh, the people apart from the 3 4 of us who are hanging out the others sometimes pitch in yeah. sometimes get pissed so, <laughs> yeah. so but we we uh, sometimes um, dig in a bit too much and consciously we want to stop that we right. want to just relax relax like yeah. phase out for some time yeah, yeah yeah no actually that's uh one thing i definitely want to talk about because you brought that up in one of our prior conversations mm-hmm. right uh this whole work life balance and right. all that that's going to be one segment itself of this mm-hmm. conversation so we'll obviously get to that right. um but yeah one thing i uh kind of want to talk about a little more is what you mentioned earlier how you guys chose to become a tech company mm-hmm. uh rather than being a, a sport a sporting company yes. right uh and that's the thing a lot of these a lot of folks don't have the uh, right sort of uh, idea when it comes to what a tech company is right. most of them just uh, think about catering to tech hmm. with tech right right that's of, of course there is its own industry and that's exactly. one aspect of it but tech mostly is about just solving problems exactly right and uh, it's just you having to bridge the gap mm-hmm. between whatever the problem is or whatever the industries are right, right? Uh, and a lot of people don't know that and even mm-hmm. with this whole covid thing uh i i remember having this conversation with uh, someone where they said you know that guy is fine because he's part of a tech company and <laughs> like that's true but all of his clients are in the food industry exactly. so of course if the clients are not going to pay him he's not going to have a job tomorrow right so yeah how how was this whole uh, uh were you guys always inclined to doing something on the tech side is it because you guys all have a tech background i think that's has that's been a big factor that we've uh, out of the five of us four of us have a tech background and we understood tech okay. and we um you know the things that you are in are the things you read about also right so in terms of uh, reading startup news or what not it was always um reading about tech startups Okay. So we figured that and um the other factor was uh it was cheaper to start off a tech company the biggest 
money goes out in uh, maintaining resources mm. and we had these two kickass tech uh, co-founders so we figured they'll take care of everything and uh, they have right so uh, starting off didn't need money mm. which was the biggest blocker when you're 23 22 right yeah so uh, which is i think why we chose tech but um, over the years you know a random idea comes up uh, not that we've pursued them but we finally uh, sort of moved away from tech also mm. uh, thought about lifestyle uh, startups uh, you know ngos so you know those things have also come up and uh, though we haven't pursued it i'm glad that we are thinking outside of tech too mm. but tech was only because we were comfortable and it seemed cheaper but in the long run it's not right <laughs> yeah look because even after you build the product you still got to maintain it you yeah. still got to enhance it exactly. you got to take it to the next level exactly yeah and of course i'm sure there are a lot of challenges with that too right uh yeah so that's uh, definitely maintaining it and uh, making sure it keeps growing is an is one challenge mm. the second challenge is you with the tech company uh, you don't really build a big moat around yourself right mm. anyone with uh, a supreme uh, uh, tech background or you know with more money uh, who can invest in tech can become a bigger competitor can become bigger than you also right. but there is a secret sauce to the business which we figured eventually and it's not just about tech yeah and uh, that's what has kept us afloat has kept us uh, away from you know the big ones who've tried to come in there have been a big ones i don't want to mention them yeah, but uh, yeah. uh, and our secret sauce has been that i think relationships and also uh, the way we've built tech and the way it's not just about aggregating it's also about ensuring people meet each other let's say you have a carrom board at home can you play can you find a partner through play that's mm. what we want to do it need not be that you have to come and play at our venues so yeah. and that's been working well people host uh, they have a tv table in their apartment uh, they host a game on play or find a partner right so that's what we want we want people to play in the public ground at home well, or, or wherever right so that actually brings me to the the next uh, you know the the other aspect of tech there is obviously tech with you know all these different industries but what really sets you apart is like you said that secret sauce right it's about you studying the industry it's about you getting acquainted with the mm-hmm. uh, let's say your clients your stakeholders the placeholders everything right? right it's a balance of all of that because just having uh, tech specialists mm-hmm. is not going to really get you anywhere true you also need someone to market you also need someone who's a business head who can kind of drive things in the right direction so all of these things obviously come with its own mm-hmm. you know uh, let's say pros and cons right, right? and you got to really find the right balance and i even with my previous job so i was part of tech i'm you know just like you i have a tech background mm-hmm. uh initially it was just about uh, everyone's looking at you know picking up this skill set or you know learning this uh, language or tool and you know how our education system is at least with engineering yeah let's let's see if this guy can learn 18 languages in the course of 3 4 years yeah and uh, why what with it yeah. <laughs> yeah at least give me an uh, a, an opportunity or a choice of which once i want to focus in on true and yeah. i i'm not sure how your engineering was i'm pretty sh- sure it's pretty being pretty much the same yeah pretty similar you come yeah. out not knowing anything mm-hmm. i mean then, yeah you can't you can't just say a jack of all trades and say you know i know all these languages and that's that not but true. you don't really know enough and then you notice most of these companies have um what's it called boot camps and yeah, you know those initial program. yeah the training <laughs> programs like one month let's focus in on all of these things now now you know what you're supposed to be working on exactly. but it doesn't end there mm. right so i 
I, I, after uh, kind of being part of this industry for about a year or two, I realized the only way you can, you know, set yourself apart is by getting into getting acquainted with the vertical and the industry specifically. Right. Right. right? So I, with my clients and all of that, I became a product person mm-hmm. and oh, moved nice. away from tech. Yeah, and I feel that, and we had very few product owners in our company. Very okay. few, like in the entire of you know our global team, which mm-hmm. is great because all the product owners are client folks. Okay. Yeah, nice. So, which is great. Super. So, yeah, that's something I, I uh, time and again talk to uh, either my colleagues or uh, people in my team. Mm-hmm. We talk about these different things. But uh, yeah, so how did you guys actually get into something like, I mean, passion is one thing. Right. But how did you kind of get into understanding the sport aspects? Because you're reading about tech, you're reading right. about tech startups, but how did you get into the sport? Um, so, we figured uh, the people who know are doing this stuff out there mm-hmm. and... Uh, they have a ton of problems which they're not able to solve or they think those solve those problems are too expensive to solve and they haven't even gotten into um, yeah, like venue owner if you were a venue owner all you cared about is making sure the turf is great mm. uh, it's got great lighting and you're getting uh, regular bookings mm. um, what about the manager what about uh, making sure there's an empty slot can I market it in any way um, do I you know reach out to only a uh, a radius of three kilometers around my venue. There are a ton of problems which uh, a venue owner has. And uh, we figured tech is a big, big problem there. Like they had no clue uh, how they were doing over time. Like uh, they had no analytics on uh, who's been coming regularly, how which days have been performing well for them. Mm-hmm. Some did, but mm-hmm. not many. Mm-hmm. And uh, some had too many problems to uh, solve. Like, uh, uh, let's say, Everyone was doing it on the phone and this guy had 13 badminton courts. Mm. So he would call up and they would be like, I think there's a court available. Let me just check and get back. Not right? sure. Yeah. 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 And this is the owner who's getting calls at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah. So he wanted to get done with it. And then he has a booking at 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm. So either he's up there or he needs to have a manager who's up there. And then there was also about uh, money, just uh, unaccountable money, right? People are coming in there. They're paying in cash. He's not there, so he doesn't know what's happening to the money. Uh, and these guys, uh, luckily, by then, uh, new tech, mm. and uh, they were love tech. They love tech, and they wanted tech to solve the problems in whatever way. They just didn't do it because they thought it's expensive. Yeah, and of course. They yeah. can manage yeah. at the moment. So I think we didn't understand. We didn't know the industry before we met them. Okay. But once we met them, we figured, we sat with them. And we didn't sit with them only until we got our requirements. We sat with them because sometimes you think you know the requirements, but when you start executing stuff and you actually start using the product is when you realize you haven't covered everything. So once we gave them the final dashboard, we would sit with them. We would sit with them with their manager through the day and just see what you, so we would ask the user for their phone number. Some weren't comfortable giving their phone numbers, Right. but we said that, no, you need an OTP. Yeah. And many people said, no, we don't want to make a booking, right? So there are a few problems that uh, cropped up there. And we kept changing it based need, on need basis. And mm. uh, some venues uh, um, didn't want something this complicated because uh, the manager out there uh, had a very basic phone. So, you know, yeah. and the kind of English that was used maybe was not good enough. So we had to modify that, make it super simple. So there are a ton of uh, industry related problems which we found out only because of speaking to them. Mm. Uh, so that's one user, right? The B2B side of things, our venue owners. The second user are our end users. 
So we uh, did this a bit where as soon as someone installed our app, we would give them a call and check where they found our app from. Okay. Why did they even uh, download our app? Mm. And that's when we figured that, okay, uh, finding a venue was a problem. Or this offer, I saw, I saw your uh, uh, you know poster at your venue and it said 50 rupees off. So let's just download and right. book. So I'm saving money. Right. And some others, the best case scenario was I don't know whom to play with and I thought I'll find someone to play with. Mm. So that's, uh, I think speaking to our users was the best thing that we've done. Right. And um, I think for close to three years, the co-founders were, were were behind the phones for customer support. Okay. So we uh, a user would raise a ticket, we would call them back. We Every didn't, single one? Uh, yeah. The, we, we div- the five of us divided the week. Wow. Uh, and we would take two, two days or whatever. Yeah. The uh, Amit and Gaurav kind of did most of it. Okay. Um, the other three, we were on the field, like Karthik right. and I were on the field. So we didn't do much. Um, so these guys would call, uh, a user would call up and uh, you know ask us a few questions and that was input for our product right okay, okay we don't have this right and uh, I, i've got the cutest call i think uh, i got a call so usually we, I, i'm i sleep at 10 30 every day okay. and i got a call at one okay and uh, we i missed that call and uh, i figured that i'll call this user in the morning but how are they reaching out to you we had a customer support number okay. Okay. on the app got right? it okay um, now this user calls again and uh, I figured, okay, it's urgent. The user's probably at the venue yeah. and the venue is not open or something. Yeah. So I called the user back immediately. So it was, an, um, it was um, someone who said that they wanted their grandchild to start playing sports. Okay. So uh, it was an oldish person who didn't know uh, anything about sports and um, he thought his uh, grandson should start playing early. Okay. So he called us up to just get advice on which sport his son, his grandson should start off with. But why 1 a.m.? I don't know. Right? <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to ask him that because, you know, yeah, on the customer course, yeah. But uh, it's great that someone thought about this at 1 a.m. and gave us a call. And yeah. uh, I, I couldn't help him much. Yeah. I just said, uh, there are a few academies out there and we don't serve kids. Right. Uh, it's, our product is for urban adults, right? Right. So it was, uh, it's nice when you uh, get uh, calls like this. And um, the funniest uh, or the most bizarre call was, um, we got a call from uh, one of our initial venues, users landed up there, but um, he wasn't, uh, his booking wasn't getting uh, converted or whatnot. And Karthik was was the person who was taking calls that day. Okay. So he gets a call from this user. And they initially have a customer and a customer representative conversation. And then Karthik goes like, sir, uh, you, your voice sounds uh, very similar. I mean, recognizable. So where are you from? He says, I'm from Shimoga. No, sir, where do you study? He said, my sir. Uh, and he, the name. Okay. So it was uh, his very good friend from college. Okay. Uh, they were like almost inseparable in college, but they had lost touch. Right. And he's the one who's called him uh, on, a, on the customer support number. But he identified him, that's so... Yeah, that's the, the voice seems similar, uh, so familiar. So yeah. he just uh, figured that and then they were like, bro, he <laughs> 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 The complete yeah. change of tone, yeah. <laughs> like customer, the, the customer became your best friend. So right, it was always. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you lost touch <laughs> and you kind of... Yeah, yeah. So that's in- incredible. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe that you guys were... Pretty much, you know, waiting around for calls. Uh, of course, not just waiting and sticking yeah. around for it, but you were, you know, passively taking those calls as well, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. 
damn, that that must have been some phase. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we did though. Yeah, I, we got. To I mean, you would never have gotten a first-hand idea of this whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I've had customers who've abused me, and uh, <laughs> you know the regular yeah, yeah. shit that a customer yeah. support representative faces. Yeah. And post solving their problem, I've had friend requests from the same person. <laughs> uh, I get forwards on WhatsApp because it was I would call them back. We oh, had this a, is direct to your phone. Yeah, yeah. I would call them up from my number, right? Right. Because uh, sometimes uh, people don't pick up the customer support number. They think it's a spam call. Yeah, yeah. And this is I'm calling this user, telling that I'm sorry, your slot isn't available. Twenty minutes prior to. Oh slot, damn! Right? One of those calls. Yeah. I've had like, my fair share of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm at the venue. I'm on my way to the venue. Yeah. I have 14 other people who are coming. You're going to talk to each and every one of them and convince ah. them why they're not getting the slot. Dude, I mean, <laughs> you you know, being part of a, a team sport, right? And you're bringing together so many people. It's exactly. a what's oh, yeah. a pain, dude. Shit. Shit oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and now we are friends, man. That guy. Uh, so he's a biker too. We uh, just talk once in a while, but it's been great. Uh, yes. Uh, got a. And and uh, he didn't realize I was a co-founder. I haven't told him so far. I think, but <laughs> it's been great. Uh, yeah. I mean, these calls when they convert into happy customers, we eventually got him another slot close by, which was about six kilometers away. Right. He abused me, <laughs> but but it's okay. He, he yeah. got to play that day, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, staying as close to the ground as possible and uh, yeah. studying it has been the best thing to do, I think. One last thing I want to talk about when it comes to these tech companies, and especially with Playo, I had no idea you guys were uh, working so closely with uh, the uh, the venue owners as well right. to kind of solve their problem too, because that's, I'm assuming, as part of the backend app, right? Right, that's and, right. Yeah. And uh, was again, was that the plan all along, or is it after you start talking to them that you realize that this is the... Um, we were very sure that they needed a backend app. Right, yeah. but did we? We didn't get the requirements close to you know what they wanted. Okay. Uh, it was a very very generic product which might have worked even for a gym or restaurant or whatnot. Right. right. But uh, only after speaking to them is when we realized that there's there's shit more to be done yeah. and uh, there's a certain way they interact with users. So it's sometimes not the owner who interacts. Sometimes it's not on a laptop. Sometimes it's on a phone. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. There's a few learnings, a few gaps that we had to fill and whatever tech code we, we did. Mm. And um, but then when what happens with that also is the uh, just because we're taking all the requirements, they think that they can build a super customizable product. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. that they want will be done. Yeah. And to date, we still get requests. But right. I think in time, we've learned to say no. Mm -hmm. Uh, or rather, it will be done only if there's enough people wanting the same thing. Right. So uh, you know, you need to know where to draw the line, where to um, you know decide what's good for the business, what's maybe not required at the moment. Uh, can there be a hacky way to do it? Can uh, a person come in and help them out? Yeah. So we've tried a few things like that, and so far so good. Uh, venues have stayed with us. Uh, we have just in Bangalore, we have close to six fifty venues mm. who have um, you know we start with. I think in the first year we just had 10 mm. and uh, we I think there are 650 venues in Bangalore right now there we can attribute some of that growth to Playo because when we started there were about 35 venues in Bangalore 
right mm. and uh, there were venues only in badminton and football mm. uh, the other venues were only coaching academies they mm. weren't really opening it up for the public but once a platform like playo came up they figured that their off hours can still be used uh, mm. they can make money out of it schools started opening up their inventory post school hours uh, and then the people who st- were in sports were either ex uh, sportsmen so uh, sports people yeah. or uh, there were people who owned land right mm, mm. but many others figured out this is a great business to get into so the other people just didn't want the land to you know just stay barren and not make money out of it rather than building an apartment they figured they'll build a sports venue yeah. but a little later on and these because of which these venues were only in the outskirts of bangalore mm. but when uh, people heard about you know how they don't they, they don't need to be at the venue 24/7 there's an app that can take care of it yeah. and um, it's a great place to make money and it's something that people are moving towards right gyms were sort of uh, people have made that mistake of buying a year long membership and not sticking to it yeah sports just came more naturally and it's more fun and social right yeah. so people figure that this is an industry that that will last and um or will be peaking soon Right? right so which is why we got a lot more people unlikely people who started getting into this, this businesses uh like we had a few tech guys who would um, you know had their own startup of a venue like three people who you wouldn't think would open a venue you wouldn't think own that piece of land they leased it out and they built a venue and you know we just became their aggregator started we took care of their marketing effort yeah they took care of the uh, inventory for us Right. So that I think went hand in hand. So I'm happy that we've contributed to the growth of the ecosystem mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. general. Right. And uh, what happens is with the growth of these venues, there are more academies that open up with these venues because it's not only about uh, casual recreational play. Uh, post school hours, about you know the two hours right after school are purely for academies where you know a lot more students can play, right? right? So I remember back when um, I, I I used to play hockey and a bit of football. Uh, my dad used to drive me about eight kilometers to just get to the field and either early in the morning or he had to come pick me up after school, yeah, right? Yeah. So that was a big problem. Right now there's a venue which is about three kilometers away, mm. and it's much easier for a kid to go there. Many venues started facilitating that also with their own transport. Yeah. So all in all, people are playing a lot more now. right which means that there's more money getting poured into the industry therefore the professionals also will be benefiting through this right. there are more coaches who are getting jobs there are uh, more people who love sports but couldn't do anything in sports so uh, in general the market has opened up and it's just the start i think mm. uh, we were just ahead of the curve uh, and we capitalized on it but there are ton more things that you know india in general hasn't been doing yeah. compared to uh other countries so there's a lot of opportunities out there yeah. uh but then we weren't happy only with india yeah so yeah. we went to dubai okay right. of so, course the next place yeah. <laughs> indians uh, right. tend to roam out to but yeah, yeah. so uh, but uh, any particular reason why dubai <coughs> dubai was uh, kind of opportunistic we didn't i mean i so, have to talk about dubai because i'm a malayali so you oh, know you get okay. it <laughs> no but <laughs> yeah all jokes apart yeah right. um uh, dubai happened uh, sort of by chance we weren't super prepared to go global but we knew that we wanted to be a global company mm. uh because when we did our research we figured that nobody's done this anywhere 
and a product like this is working so well in a place where people hardly played mm. so why don't we go launch this product in a place like let's say australia where sports is like second nature yeah so uh, and and those uh, uh, regions don't have anything on these lines even to date right? are you serious yeah what about your other europe uh, uk has a few apps um, but everyone's been in the aggregator business nobody is really looking at creating a community where people can discuss sport uh, there have been specific forums where you can definitely go discuss sport like what you watched uh, which equipment which racket do i buy but uh, somewhere where i can also meet a player like a tinder for sport doesn't exist in the world mm, yeah. um and maybe they've tried it and they failed but it's been working for us Mm. which is why we figured um, we should do it eventually but dubai wasn't the first place we would uh, have planned to go to uh, we got a f- we got some interest from dubai some people in dubai uh, they wanted to launch playo and we said yeah let's do it and it's been 2 years and dubai is working very well for us too so it's been 2 years in dubai yeah it's been 2 years wow. in dubai yeah okay yeah. wow and uh, i think uh, other countries are on the cards now i yeah. think we are we have a product which is ready for a global uh, scale mm. i think it's about how we should scale uh, mm. we've done it in a certain way we have a playbook for a certain city mm. but may not work in other countries like what worked for bangalore didn't work for chennai mm. so we figure that it won't yeah so uh, do the do we have the uh, the risk appetite to you know try a country like the us you know or should we go something something more closer mm. uh, which we can control Yeah. Um so those are few decisions that are pending but I think we we should go global soon. Mm. And uh, uh do you guys now have teams working in Dubai and in other locations where you're planning to you know kind of you know set your roots in? Um so we we always start off a region remotely. Okay. And if the region makes sense that's when we look for a resource there. How do you guys do the research and the groundwork and all that? right now on on call yeah. and sometimes we visit okay right but uh, like dubai has a person has has people in fact a team okay uh, but other cities smaller cities will have a single person sometimes a team yeah uh, but our research is never with a full time person we kind of do it remotely okay uh, we visit okay. that's how we uh, sort of gauge the area yeah and uh, i think uh, just because we've been in the market for so long we kind of get a sense of how uh this market might react and also um how business has currently been running so far gives mm-hmm. us an idea of how uh easy will it be how malleable they are to change right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that i think uh, gives us a sense of whether we should do it or not got it okay yeah. fair enough yeah. uh yeah so let's uh move into something more on a personal <coughs> note and mm-hmm. personal level right because we've been talking a lot about the company which right. is obviously great uh but something you mentioned to me uh, and a while ago as well is you know how you're you're so keen on maintaining a work life balance mm-hmm. and especially with uh you know the startup life right right uh, and what uh, the demands are with that True. and to a good extent let's say now with all the corporate mm-hmm. folks as well kind of being either inclined to you know following the the herd in the right. sense that you know if that person's working, working 11 hours i need to work 11 hours or probably 12 and exactly. then it kind of becomes a rat race uh, how how do you kind of maintain that or how have you kind of coped up with that in the last uh, 
couple of years? Um, so I think uh, just because I play, um, that's been a good break in my day. Uh, but what I've seen uh, with a few people uh, at work is um, there was a person who would work, come in at nine, leave at nine. And it wasn't that he was supposed to, but he was doing that. And I, I spoke to him a few uh, times and you know, asked him, you should go home. And then he got married a few months later and then he would go home at six, right? So, and his performance even dropped. Yeah. And uh, it's understandable. You shouldn't have been working 12 hours earlier, yeah. right? You should yeah. have gone home at six. Yeah. So don't you, what, what changed, right? Just because another person came and you love yourself more now, why didn't you love yourself before, <laughs> yeah. right? So I think people um, need to give some importance to, um, I mean, love themselves, do something for themselves, like get a routine after work, before work, so that it's not just about waking up, getting to work, coming back, eating and sleeping. Mm. Um, so for me, it was waking up, getting a game, uh, in the evening, it was, my evenings would go on till 7, 8, but uh, unlike my co-founders, I was going back to my family, right? Mm. So mm. it was important for me to spend time with them. And there were these, the regular chores, right? Which yeah. I'm the kid, so <laughs> get out, get this done. Yeah. So that's all, all, all that came to me. So it was, um, I, I uh, didn't consciously bring in a work-life balance, but I was supposed to. And, uh, and whenever I saw it, that someone's overdoing it or, um, you know, not really caring about the people they are with or uh, or even themselves i've brought it out i've tried to speak to them um uh, and i think it's important mm. in any any field um it does affect your work uh, you your productivity drops compared to the others but i believe in taking a break sharpening your axe coming back and then cu cutting down more rather than just going on at the tree yeah right um so yeah, but uh, I'm I'm not a workaholic compared to my co-founders. A few of them are. Right. Um, so I, I've had a few times where they've come come to me and they've told me that, dude, you got to you know buck up, your, buck up, pull up your socks, uh, yeah. do a bit more. Yeah. And I've tried and I've <laughs> failed, but yeah. I've, I I keep trying. Yeah. I I haven't um, hit the perfect uh, node yet, but I'm getting there, I think. Um, yeah. And. Uh, at least back back when we started, we never had a weekends to ourselves because even weekends was work. I think now we have Sundays. We're happy with Sundays. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And another thing I think we've done at Playo is every Wednesday, it's always a half day. At two o'clock, we all head out for a game of football. Oh, and okay. So that way, we know that you know, since we believe in sport, it's not just a mission statement that's printed on uh, the office, but you know, we actually want you to play. So we push people to shut their laptops and just come and play. And there are excuses like I have a deadline, this, that, like, no, bro, just, yeah. just close out, just come. Chill money. Chill money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's been great. Uh, I think uh, just staying in touch with sport, uh, yeah. that's been a big um, I'd say a life-changing moment for me, rediscovering sport, being able to play again. Like uh, I had a knee sur surgery about uh, five years, six, no, seven years back, and I would limp around. I I couldn't climb stairs or rather I thought I couldn't, and I thought I couldn't run either. Right. But then I spoke to another person who had a similar surgery, and he told me just in your head maybe just try jogging, and now I can almost run as fast as I could. Right. So that's great, and yeah. I'm back to playing. Uh, but it wasn't uh, full-time like 
you know being super active for the first 3 years of 2 years of playo i was you know just a game here and there but then when ultimate frisbee happened i think that brought in a lot of uh, i found the sport because of playo so i'm grateful to that okay F- found a team because of playo okay um my goal was to make sure they come on to playo the sport the community comes on to yeah. playo but they took me there <laughs> yeah. um and uh, they brought in a, uh, you know first thing i met a diverse set of people i met it's hard to meet people who are younger than you or older than you uh because we we were college mates so it's just interacting with the same set of people and just uh people who are, who love startups mm. Mm. so it was um, difficult to meet an artist it was difficult to meet uh, a paraglider mm. so we the oldest person on our team is a 55 year old paraglider wow uh the youngest person is uh, 17 and he wants to become a pilot right so just great to have these conversations and it it was a family which i found uh, which um, you know was a great support system and also a breather in between uh, you know mm. my hectic schedule right so i think finding ultimate frisbee has been great and uh, i hope i can still keep yeah, playing yeah of course yeah. <laughs> uh so actually uh, talking about how you guys have this whole half day wednesdays mm-hmm. uh that's so important because it's a top down approach it's a top down decision right you right. guys it's basically the entire team uh who made a conscious decision uh this could either be because you like the sport mm-hmm. or because you guys have like i said right. a conscious decision to ensure that everyone follows through on this right and you're setting the bar and letting them know hey you don't need to you know burn out or right. you don't need to put work ahead of everything mm-hmm. else so uh have you and others in your team have made uh, you know uh, conscious decisions when it comes to daily work as well do you see a lot of places where like you said some of these guys are workaholics right so you know that there, there could be times when uh, you have an occasion to attend mm-hmm. or you need to just get back home quicker right. or maybe i've been here 15 hours the previous day why do i need to you know what are those kind of uh, issues because those are things that normally happen in startups mm. like you said it comes with uh, it's ba- basically baggage right. right and it's just part and parcel uh, so yeah wh- what about uh, that you know to be honest um, we don't really poke into each other's lives so much so you know if someone says they're busy they're busy we let them be um, and uh, me at least i i don't know how much others have done it but me if i see someone uh, you know burning out or whatever i try to have a talk with them but in general um, we haven't been super vocal about um, you know that you can't take a break or you should take a break we just let people be and people know their thing and we don't uh, hire people uh, uh, there's no redundant roles everyone's doing their own thing so they know how important they are yeah so in case they need to head out somewhere or do something they kind of have a backup plan for it so people are responsible and uh, they know their their job is critical to what the company does so uh people have been responsible that way to take a break whenever they want to and also work extra when they mm. have to mm. so mm. so your entire teams based out of bangalore Yeah, apart from our team that's on on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our team's based out of Bangalore. Yeah. Okay. So, But I think things will change after the COVID. We don't yeah. mind uh, hiring anyone uh, remotely. Right. So I think, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's there's one thing that people don't know about Playo. Yeah. We don't have an HR an HR round. Oh, okay. But our HR round is on the field actually. So we 
after an interview of two three rounds uh, we get a football game yeah, so so we take them we we have a game of football with the uh, new guy who's come in um and that's when their true self comes out really so you see aggression you see how they react to a goal being scored yeah uh so that's our hr round we don't have an hr round with an hr so you have not uh, sent them a, a letter a formal letter till then uh no we haven't so it's basically we schedule it on a wednesday okay. so the first half are the tech interviews and the other interviews mm, smart once, you, once yeah. you're done with that come yeah. down uh, play a game of football so we ask oh, them to oh, is it only football uh because it's a bigger group yeah we have to uh, resort to a sport that's can accommodate everyone yeah but on days where there are few people who are busy can't make it we also play badminton okay we try squash badminton football cricket yeah. these are the four sports that we tried i've tried to introduce uh, introduce ultimate but yeah. nobody's uh, sort of taken it up <laughs> not so ultimate not so ultimate <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. yeah uh so yeah i think that's a great uh, hr uh, you know trick that we found a hack that we found right and uh, also you can sort of gauge into how much this person actually loves the industry it's not right. always about loving tech mm. if you and that's great if you love tech good for us if that's the role you're being hired for but if you love sport then it's yeah. an additional uh, thing yeah. so yeah. i think it's great that we can we use that as a hr hack yeah so uh, on the lines of um, Uh, work life balance itself you have a lot of things that happen <coughs> outside work mm-hmm. right uh think you spoke about astrophysics you spoke right. about you being a hobby filmmaker right 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 how do you kind of balance these things um so i think um, astrophysics came in a little early when um, back when um, you know i was in school nothing about space fascinated me but when my uncle brought home a book about space and just looked at the images the galaxies looked beautiful that's that's all that was needed for me to get into astrophysics and post which i haven't really cared too much about what humans have done mm. but i love what's happening out there so in fact uh, finally my my uh, things that i wanted to buy post once i started earning was a playstation which i still haven't bought uh, a telescope um, a bike I luckily have a good bike and I've been happy you know it's been 12 years now since I've had it but finally bought a telescope I I bought okay. one uh, just last week okay so uh, heading out this weekend uh, to some uh, clearer skies if the weather permits yeah. probably get a good look at the moon or even jupiter so yeah. that, that's yeah. that's my you know that's what I'm looking forward to this week right um so astrophysics I think um, I've I've been uh, super curious about what's going to happen to the universe what's happening out there um are we alone so uh our conversations i i don't drink i don't uh, smoke up so but when people do i'm the person they call to understand <laughs> what's happening out there they want me to explain everything to them to have the right yeah. sort of trip it tripping right? yeah so um is something called the fermi paradox which mm-hmm. is about uh, it's just a different uh scenarios as to why we haven't found intelligent life so far right okay. and there are 12 paradoxes and i go through all of them with them and they're like whoa bro <laughs> <laughs> this and that so oh, yeah, that's great and i've told them i think i've done this a, a couple of times maybe even 10 times but they always come back and i'm sure this weekend is going to happen <laughs> again they're like looking through the <laughs> telescope well like yeah dude so let's talk about this paradox <laughs> 
so yeah that's been a thing in fact uh, i think when i was in school i even uh, considered uh, a career in astrophysics but i didn't i don't know why but I, but it's okay i i, I prefer it to just be an ho- be a hobby yeah. uh, at the moment and um, i think someday if i want to teach i'd love to teach physics uh, back in school um, i i think i was in uh, so my granddad owned a shop okay it was a hardware shop in kormangla and he would go home for lunch that's and during summer holidays i would go and sit in the biller space and uh, just write yeah. down the bill and give it to them right that's when i came up with a theory to disprove gravity uh yeah physics has been something uh, that i've been super close to machines and physics mm-hmm. uh haven't been able to really go into more of physics or machines because of playo and in general life happened yeah, yeah. Uh, but some day i'd love to have a lab in my basement where i can just experiment uh and teach if i can yeah. uh, to whoever wants to learn Yeah. So that that's I think my retirement goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But how do you kind of balance this out with your uh you know with your work? Uh, do you do I you... haven't been able to. Okay. I I haven't been able to give it enough time. Um like I think um, though astrophysics and everything doesn't take time, uh, I watch stuff and you know I'm happy with that. But short films, right? This is something that I really want to make one at least one film a year. Making a short film. A short yeah. film, yeah. right? But I haven't been able to. Sorry, I've I've um, written a few scripts. Um, of uh, I think uh, this is when we started back in college, where um, there's a competition. I we just brought a team together. Uh, it was a 24-hour film festival. We uh, we came in second, which was amazing for us because we had, we had no clue how to make a film, and uh, now we know about the 180 degree rule, the 30 degree rule, and right. all of that, right? Right. But back then we had no clue, and in spite of that, we won. So like, oh, dude, we have something in us. It's a gift. Let's not waste it. Yeah. And uh, I've made a few after that. Um, there's one which sort of I I I like. The others I wouldn't show it to anyone. <laughs> uh, but I have a few. Right, right now, what I've realized is I'm not great behind the camera. I I shouldn't be directing stuff. I shouldn't. Uh, I think I should write something, uh, put my idea out there, uh, give it. If if I can't find a scriptwriter, screenplay, uh, just uh, do it myself. But let someone else direct it, right? So okay. that's where I've come to. Uh, so maybe whenever I get the time, I've spoken to a few people, but nobody really wanted to. Maybe the script isn't great. <laughs> in a polite way, they said they're busy. So uh, yeah, but I, but I just write once in a while. Um, okay. It's not, but it's not a, it's not a habit. It's not. Uh, something that i fit into my routine and i have to do something mm. uh it's an idea that pops up you know when i'm i'm a shower when i'm on the on the ride and i feel like okay this is something i can make into some a movie mm. and i just write one so i wish i can um, give it like a you know fixed time right like yeah. how you know you fix a time to read a book mm. maybe just write something it might be crap yeah. but just write something that is something that i really you know strive to get to eventually uh let's see yeah uh, that reminds me where you said you're in the shower or you're yeah. on a ride and it kind of you know there mm. there are things that you know pop up and right. you so do you make a note of those on the fly or yeah so so uh, there were few ideas that uh, seemed great and yeah. then uh, you forget about them yeah so re- recently i've started uh, i think 6 months before that um, most of my ideas 
used to come during work hours so it was easy to make notes but yeah. i realized that's that's not the only place you get your idea sometimes it's a conversation you're having and yeah. you get an idea yeah. or you're watching something so i i kind of carry a notebook with me everywhere mm-hmm. um because i believe in not just writing i kind of just sketch it out sometimes i just okay. uh, you know just doodle around and that sticks with me more than words so a notebook works to me better than a digital uh, note app mm. so yeah i've been doing that i think everyone should uh, at least if you're in the creative space because you don't know which idea might work where mm. yeah and it may not work today it may work for a company <coughs> which you're working for 3 4 years later exactly right? unexpected unexpected right? yeah so yeah and uh, before playo i think i uh, one are uh, short films uh, uh, i would also write ads for companies so i would take a um let's say um a radio company like how would i advertise a radio company and i i would write an ad for them um let's say a, a cooker a prestige cooker like how, so i would just dabble around with these things mm. just to uh, i and i never thought i'll make a career out of it i wanted to maybe uh, maybe that's why i'm here mm. uh, but that helped that kind of also gave my co-founders the confidence that this guy can think like that got think, that creative yeah. edge yeah right yeah. so that's helped me stay on yeah. the creative side of things yeah that whole noting down stuff right is something that i've not, not just of late i've pretty much always done and i'm mm. a big uh let's say uh, i'm big on finding the right sort of apps the right sort of uh, mediums right. i'm not much for i mean I, i don't like writing as such because one my i'm just not my handwriting is bad better <laughs> uh i would prefer quickly jotting it down here and also because technology is so you know so right. great at this point you have it seamlessly synced up across all your devices right, right. so right. um even with just this podcast mm-hmm. right and uh, so because we are going to be pushing content onto youtube i've also kind of uh, started ideating around videos we're going to start shooting for youtube specifically awesome. uh, not maybe outside the podcast series and maybe using its and bits from the podcast series too okay um uh, but yeah so there are a lot of these ideas that you know pop up on the fly right right so earlier it was a lot of these business ideas i have mm-hmm. like an entire i'd say a book filled with <laughs> ideas um so the first i i still remember the first kind of venture or the first kind of idea i started honing in on was i think first year or second year of college where i decided i'm going to uh, make a a parking payment and automated system wow okay right so yeah. in the sense that i was in a queue at uh, queue in the sense in a car mm-hmm. in a parking lot in the mall where people just you know are finding it hard right. to find the right change or you know the right amount oh, and all that so it's definitely a problem and of course uh, there was a solution for that in the sense we can we could have come up with the right sort of app mm-hmm. but at one point it also struck me after doing about 3 months of research and figuring things out i realized that it's not big an idea for it to be its own standalone thing mm-hmm. either i need to venture into parking management uh, of spaces infrastructure and Correct. also club this in correct because otherwise it's basically paytm coming in yeah. doing and that's exactly what they did at that point they weren't to this is about maybe 8 years ago right so yes. paytm was quite nascent at least in you know apart from just the wallet exactly yeah so yeah. now they're everywhere it's just a matter of using qr exactly yeah yeah so uh, so just like after that 
ever since I, uh, you know, I, I, I have a big issue with remembering things. <laughs> I right too. i mean yeah yeah so i and and that's another reason why i use e you know mediums got it because i can quickly search for what i want ah. if i write it down in a book <laughs> i am i have no idea because i don't remember when i noted it down and i have no idea what i noted down so right, right, right. uh yeah so that that's helped me uh, you know in a lot of ways i yeah i think it's super important uh, i haven't been doing it um, you know i think uh, i did but i've been a little inconsistent with where i've been doing it so i've had the google keep app and then my local app on the mac or what what not right yeah. so um i would have loved it if i could have done it um you know digitally but i wasn't able to so i figured let me just do some, something that comes naturally to me yeah. and eventually you know bring it on online yeah um and i think uh, in general it'll be great to you know when when you send me those questions it was hard for me though i've experienced it in just my story right yeah. i've forgotten a lot of things and um, a lot of the things i have blurred out and mm-hmm. uh, they've mixed up i i don't remember which year this has happened in yeah so i i wish i could have documented them in some way even yeah. uh, it could be a few incidents or maybe even um, having a personal diary could help yeah. i yeah. i don't have one i wish uh, yeah. i think i should have one now yeah. right yeah. so uh, those milestones really matter like I I can't believe. so you asked me what was something amazing that happened uh, uh so in 2018 playo won the app of the year uh mm. we didn't think we were even in contention but we got a mail from google play store telling that you've won app of the year in the hidden gem category okay and um, we were shocked and we and what went well with it was we were launching a new version of our app so we were on the google play store's home page with you know in the carousel yeah, yeah. and uh, it was great for us so uh, I, i didn't remember it and i don't remember it when i'm talking to people that we are we were the app of the year yeah. so things like this which mattered uh, the struggles that we've gone through um, just documented yeah. you never know when you might need it and it's just nice to you know have a peek at your past yeah, once in a while yeah yeah uh, this there's this um uh, I'm not sure what it's called. It's a device that uh, you can scribble onto. I, I forget what it's called. Uh, a sketchpad. No, it's called. A, um, I, I'll probably link it in the description if I can uh, remember it. But uh, it's basically just an iPad, sort of a, right. a screen, and you have a pen, uh, and you get the feel of writing on paper. Oh, yeah. And the best bit is it converts into. e into a pdf Super. and it's searchable and it's everything it saves paper everything right That's remarkable amazing. it's called remarkable remarkable okay yeah it's yet to hit india but okay. uh, so my wife and i were talking about it and just an incredible product Super. because you carry around a book like you said but something like this is so powerful right. because you uh one get to kind of you know quickly jot it down two it's converted pushed onto the cloud three it's searchable yeah and four it's uh it kind of gives you that feel yeah, you know yeah, you could, yeah. so uh, i was <clears throat> yeah i was looking at this product and uh, i was actually uh, <laughs> contemplating whether i should pick this up or not but i realized i don't write so it just doesn't <laughs> make sense for me but my wife on the other hand is a you know doodler and scribbler okay that she awesome. yeah so yeah probably get one for her she'll pick up <laughs> one soon yeah but uh, it's so important i feel to uh, put uh, stuff off your head into mm-hmm. you know words mm-hmm. because either 
you kind of gain some clarity while you do so yeah uh, and like you said it's good history uh, yeah. of things that you've done and you know just thoughts right. uh, in general right. and also another thing is uh, again i i don't know who said this i think it's david allen who said uh, who's the author of get getting things done he okay. said that uh, your again i could probably be killing this i don't <laughs> think i'm getting this right but uh, he said your uh, your brains uh, not is good at coming up with ideas not but it's not good at uh, storing them right which right. is so true yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, his uh, philosophy or his process has always been about quickly getting it off your ram right right and uh, <laughs> you know pushing it on to whatever because you need your brain for other things exactly. and you're kind of opening up you know the space for things that actually demand your attention you don't need to keep thinking about uh, okay i need to do this 730 so let's just like okay 730 730 and i suck at that yeah. i rely solely on reminders and you know all these things i would be lost without them dude. that's super cool i think uh, yeah i i am learning to do that i haven't uh, really put out my whole calendar on on uh, digitally but i should yeah. because i've yeah. missed out on meetings critical ones or i've uh, realized them like 10 minutes before and i wasn't prepared for them so yeah i clearly need to improve on that <laughs> yeah the the calendar thing is a bit of a stretch for me too uh-huh. because uh i can't plan every single minute of the day or right. at least to whatever extent if there's a meeting great mm. you know we need that to anyway access right. the the details the conference details and all that but uh, at least reminders are like a Oh my god it's like a big boon i i wouldn't be able to survive if it wasn't for that but yeah no, uh, we've, we've taken calendars in a different way where um, you know back when we were in office we were working together in the same space yeah. so we could just call some guy for a meeting and yeah. we didn't have to plan things yeah. but with covid any small meeting a calendar invite goes out and it's great because yeah. i am busy i'm talking to mom i will forget or yeah. Yeah. you know it's great that we are uh, you know just creating a schedule for each of us Yeah. So one good thing that a silver yeah. lining out of covid <laughs> yeah. So yeah uh, how are things with uh, you both on a personal front as well as with your company during this whole right. the covid phase and where where do you see yourself uh, in the next mm. few months or so Sure I think uh, the company is struggling like all businesses um and it's not that people have forgotten sports but there's just a fear to come out and play which is totally understandable Um I think we need to give it time we need to make sure the places are safe to play and we are ensuring that we are putting in some uh, safety standards at our venues to ensure that people feel safe to come out and play so that we are doing our part on that end uh personally it's been good and bad I think I've gotten some time more time with my family maybe a little more than required <laughs> um yeah. apart from that I think um it's lines of professional and personal are blurring out um you know you can hear my mom scream on zoom calls calling me for lunch right so yeah. these these things uh, happen chuck cute but also uh, <laughs> a little hard to explain yeah. so so it's um to be honest i'd like for this, these times to get over sooner yeah, like as soon course. as possible so we can head out get back to traveling playing yeah. right that's yeah. a big itch uh, to get yeah. yeah nice dude uh cool i think that's a good place for us to uh, wrap things up so uh maybe awesome. uh, one last message if you'd like to kind of put out there for our viewers and listeners i ask this of every guest right. so one thing that uh either you've already spoken about mm-hmm. or from a 
personal level or professional level, family level, whatever it is, right? right. Something that's close to your heart, which you feel others really need to hear. What would that be? So uh, one thing that I've struggled, still struggle with is decision making. Um, oh yeah. yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that someone told me. Um, you know, I've uh, d- decision making has been my kryptonite, and I've horrible things have happened. I wish I could have fixed them, right? But uh, one thing that someone told me is there's no right decision or wrong decision. You take the decision and then make it right. Mm. So I think uh, that's what I would want to tell people and tell myself. You know, while uh, I'm leaving, that it's okay to make a mistake. Just take the plunge, figure it out. If it doesn't work, it's okay. Yeah. You may not be able to come back, but you'll fi- there'll be another fork eventually. Right. Maybe that will work out for you. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, dude. Indecision is the biggest mistake. Yeah. 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 And uh, where can our viewers find you if they need to find you online? Um, I am on. Instagram majorly, yeah, uh, Instagram, yeah. LinkedIn. I think I'm active there. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook, not so much. Yeah. Um, so you can always drop me a text there. And I am uh, not a. I will try to reply to anyone who does get in touch. Uh, but I take time. I procrastinate a bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll try to get back to anyone who wants any help. And please do, uh, you know, please do uh, write to me in case you have any query because I'd love. For you to ask me and I'll tell you a no if I can't help you, but ask so that I, I can, at least you'll know for sure that it's a no from my end, that I can't help you rather than uh, being in the indecision that, you know, will he even reply or not. Perfect. Thanks a lot for making time, dude. And uh, yeah, glad you could make it. Sure thing. Yeah. yeah. Great being here, man. Thank cool. you. What an enlightening episode, right? It was just a matter of taking a couple of serious decisions early on in his life. uh, Something that he decided to pursue uh, in parallel with his regular job. Something that he and his co-founders decided to do. That kind of turned out to be one of the biggest apps in India. There's so much value to take away from this uh, conversation. I personally could relate to a lot of things that Danish was talking about uh, when it came to the startup journey. And if in case you are also one of them or if you're looking to bootstrap a company or start something from nothing, then let us know in the comments below and uh, I could figure out how I can maybe uh, help you out in your journey too. Um, So yeah, stick around for the next episode. There's quite a bit uh, coming your way. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I guess I will see you guys in the next episode. Ciao.